welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Miss that part, you will miss out on the whole message of being born again. Close your eyes and lift your right hand and speak the language of the Spirit. Speak to us, Lord. By your word, Lord, let your word come in clarity. Let us not be ambiguous. Let me speak with clarity. You touch the lips of Jeremiah with your hand and you put your word in his mouth. I decree and I declare, Lord, as I speak, Lord, let your word come to your people in power and in might and in clarity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap once again. I'm preaching on the subject, the birth marks of the believer. The birth marks of the believer. I think almost everyone has a birth mark. Only a few people, but even they, they've not discovered it yet. But there is a birth mark on everybody. Who doesn't have a birth mark? Let me see. Maybe you've not discovered, but every one of us has a birthmark. Who has a birthmark? Yeah. If you don't have, then you have to go and do scam. Because every one of us has, every child has a birthmark. Amen? So, you can be a Christian and not know that you're a Christian. And not behave like a Christian. And not, and not speak like a Christian. And you, you can also be Someone who is not a Christian but thinks that is a Christian. So we have learned that the new birth is an experience that comes to us by the pure act of God's grace. When we put our faith in God. So immediately we put our faith in God by the pure act of God's grace, we are giving birth to again in the kingdom of God. So immediately you do that, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So that moment, you have become a child. Though you are a human being that is grown, you have become a baby. So just imagine when you became born again. And now you have to begin to think, as I'm teaching, you have to ask yourself, as a baby Christian, when you became a Christian, what were you feeding your spirit with? That will let us know whether you have grown or you are growing or you are maturing. In fact, the Christian work is a maturing work. Nobody becomes a matured Christian. Every time we grow. So the question is, when you became born again, have you been feeding your spirit? 
How is your growth rate as a Christian? Because if you don't grow as a Christian, you will still be behaving and acting as an unbeliever, though you are a believer. There are many Christians who act as unbelievers, not because they are not Christians, it's just because they have refused to grow. So the heir, as long as he remains a child, is treated like a slave. So you may be born again, but you are not showing the traits. I'm going to teach on traits, the birthmarks you will see in a Christian. And it's very interesting. There are birthmarks that shows, there are traits that is poured out of the saved life. Every saved life has these traits. And don't worry, I'll be praying for the BC candidate, so don't worry. I want to finish preaching. Every trait, every Christian has these traits. If you are born again, if you are born of the Spirit, if you are born by faith in Christ, there are things that show up in your life. In 1 John, some of these traits have been spelled out. And that is where we're going to spend a lot of time to look at these traits. You see, when you say somebody is an airway, you see there are traits in there. You say somebody is a gun, you see the traits there. Somebody is an achim, you see the traits there. Somebody is a footballer, you see the traits there. Somebody is a boxer, you see. So there are traits that follows us when we become born again. And this morning, there are three traits, but I'll deal with one because I want to close on time. There are many traits, but these three are very critical. So when you are saved, you know, one day when Saul died, one of the lamentations of David was that why should you die as though you are not anointed? So though he was anointed, he exited in a way that anointed people don't exit. You can be a Christian and never experience the Christian life. You can be born again and never experience what it means to be born again. Because you have refused to grow in the Lord. The trait of Christianity cannot be find, found in you. And I'm praying that by the end of this teaching, as simple as it may look, may somebody's Christian life change for the better. Number one, there are three tests. But I'm dealing with the first test. The test, the commandment test. The commandment test. The commandment test. First John chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. First John chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. You see, these are the times that we need this kind of teachings because in turbulent moments, it takes the ship that has the anchor to remain in position. In the midst of economic crisis and in the midst of all these challenges, what will keep you in God is your knowledge in Him. Because there are some breakthroughs you are believing God for, they may not come in the next five years. They may come in the next 25 years. But within the 25 years, it takes your knowledge in God to keep you in position to still believe Him and follow Him as your Lord and personal Savior. There are a lot of Christians 
who died on hospital beds denying their faith in God. And you have to get an understanding. Else in the face of challenges, you will sell your birthright, you will leave your place of position, you will deny your God because of the challenges you are going through. I love my friends who are Muslims. They will tell you that anything that happens to you, Allah approved it. So no, if even the person died prematurely, they don't even worry their head about what happened at the hospital or what happened, whether a witch or something. He said, is that? Their faith in their God is so strong compared to Christians. Our faith in God is so shallow. We have the grace for salvation. But our faith in God is so shallow. So we are ready to do anything as long as it will make our life on earth more comfortable. Without considering whether that is the prescribed way for the believer to live on earth. So these are teachings that you, you, you may not be excited with, but I'm telling you, if you pay attention to it, it will make your life more beautiful. So 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. Give me a softer version, NLT. And we came and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one writing this scripture. I'm just reading. Are you here? So let's start from the verse 3 again. I want to start it again. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Verse 4. If someone claims, so if you claim, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. They show. If you love God, you have to show it. Oh, I'm a Christian in my heart. You don't know what you're talking about. You are a hypocrite. You have not read the scriptures well. You have to show that you are a Christian. You have to show. Oh, it, God, God looks in my heart. You have to show. Are you following me? But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Verse 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Is it a good scripture? John was not playing you know, John is one of the preachers who is forthright. There was a lot of confusion about who is a Christian, who is born again, blah, 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 in the church. 
And God gave him revelations to come and teach the people of God. And the first thing he was talking about was that those who obey God's words, then they will know that they are truly born again. If you cannot pass the commandment test, we will struggle to know whether you are born again. You can sing all the lyrics in church. You can know all the beats of gospel songs. It's easy to learn a song. You can be a Christian and learn an unbelieving song. Yes or no? Yeah, you are sitting here. If they play some key right now, you can sing every lyric of a particular song. It's very easy to learn the cliches in church, in the Christian dome. It is well, mercy, forgive, atonement. But these are not, these are not traits of the believer. The first test we have to pass is the test of obeying God's commandment. Say obeying God's commandment. Say obeying God's commandment. You cannot say that you are a believer if you are not keeping God's commandment. The Old Testament, give me the Old King James because I want to bring out a Greek word there. He said, and, he, and hereby we do know that we know him. How? If we keep. If we keep. So take note of that word, keep. I'm going to dwell there. And I close my sermon. Keep. If we keep. <laughs> if we keep his commandments. Now. You are not saved because you obey God's commandments. You obey God's commandments because you are saved. Who is confused? If you are confused, let me know. Oh, let me, so you all understand. Clap for yourselves. You are not saved because you obey God's commandment. That is outside the grace of God. We are saved by grace through faith. But a man who has been saved, eh, he joyfully, he willingly, he is always desirous to obey God's commandment. That's the difference. Because somebody can be paying tighter. Eh, and be having two wives apart from his wife. Yeah, there are some husbands who are with their wives, but they've married in three other regions, and they have three other families, and they still pay tithe. So they are obeying the commandment of tithing, but that is not the lifestyle of a Christian. Are you here? One day I, 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 I heard a story where they said, a man of God who is married went to meet another lady's family and was telling the family that God has asked him to divorce his wife to marry their daughter. A very powerful young pastor. That is not the leadership of the spirit. Are you here? So, we have to, if you are born again, you will willingly lovingly 
desirously yearn to obey God's commandment. So now this brings a problem. You know the problem I'm going to say. So, so pastor, are you saying that when you are born again, everybody that is born again has obeyed God to full perfection? It's obviously no. So that's why I say we'll come to that word, keep. There is no Christian here who can tell me that you have obeyed God's commandment to the detail. If you are, let me see. Let me see. You have not hated someone before. Let me see. Like you have not hated anyone before. You have not disliked even your pastor before. Like you've not looked at your wife or your husband and gotten angry before. Yeah. So there is no... So that brings us to a very important part of the teaching. There is no Christian who can say that he has... That is why you cannot be saved by obeying God's commandment. It's not possible. But when you become saved, you will always desire to do what God has said. And you know, let me give you a classical example before I come to my scriptural example when we close. How, how many of you love football? I'm sure Manchester is playing today at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a social man. Some of you think pastor, yeah, you do, when you are buying gifts for pastor, you go and buy communion wine. What is that? Or they will buy a big Bible or communion wine. Or they will go and buy a Christian literature. Please, don't buy me Christian literature. I have enough. I've not even read one thousandth. So don't buy me Christian literature at all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's a fired weapon. Amen. One day a pastor said, the member went for a program and he went for a program and the way the prophet was preaching and she bought the prophet message and brought to the pastor. Pastor, listen to this. The, the anointing of the man of God will come upon you. Please don't try it with me. You will not like the response. Amen. Don't, don't try it. You'll be very disappointed. Amen. You may leave the office with your back. <laughs> so, I mean, we have goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, strikers. The defender, let me use the striker, like Asamoja. Has he always scored with his strikes? Does he go to the pole to catch a ball? He is in the team to score. So you see, most strikers, by the time they are scoring their team, they are still in their position. So, ah, so can't you see that they are going to score you? Why didn't you run? He is not a goalkeeper. He is a striker. That is why when he missed that penalty, we all got angry with him. But after that penalty, has he, hasn't he scored more goals? Yes. So I'm giving you a good picture of the keep before I go into the scriptures. Give the Lord a good clap offering. 
the desire of the new birth or the new the believer is that he is in this life and desires to obey God's word. There will be a drive in you. Every child has a desire in him to obey his parents. The only time they disobey and they go off is when something goes wrong. Naturally, as a Christian, naturally, you must obey God's word. So as I'm preaching, mark that test your, your obedience level to God. That is the first test of the newborn in Christ. The word keep is the Greek word terio. T-E-R-E-O. T-E-R-E-O. Which means to watch over. To watch over. It is used in ancient times in sailing, like sailors for ship sailors, those who sail on ship. That word was used in relation to the knowledge of stars. Say stars. So, a lot of astronauts used to be sailors. Or in the ancient times, sailors did not have satellites. You know, now we have satellites that helps ship to navigate and all that to swerve storms and all that or GPS and all those days there was none so the only way the sailors will have a successful sailing through this turbulent of storms and seas is that they have to have a knowledge of the stars so they use the stars to navigate their way on the sea. So they, they, they had the knowledge that when you see these stars in this form, when you see these stars gathered here, when you see a particular star somewhere, it means that something is happening. Somewhere, somehow, it correlated. It is like those days there were no watches. So by the position of your shadow in the sun, you can say it's around four o'clock. It's around two o'clock. So in those days, the sailors, the captains, they had to have a knowledge on the stars. And that is what they say, keep your eyes on the stars. Every sailor understands this. Everybody who joins the Navy understands this word. Keep your eyes on the stars. Though they are GPS and all that, when they go for training, they train them to know the stars. To know what it means when you say so, John was telling them that if you have to navigate your way in this life as a Christian, naturally you should obey God because God will not order you to go through a path that will destroy you. Every child desires to obey God, and I'm here to tell you that if you are a child of God, you must desire and long to hear God's word, to read God's word, to meditate on God's word, and ultimately obey God. This is the sure way to sail through the difficult times we are in. There are a lot of offers around blood money, this and this. Go here, go here, go here, 
Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go out of the country. Let's travel here. But you see, there are a lot of things happening all over the world too. All over. If you read the news, eh, you see that Charlie, it's not, it's not, your sacramento is okay. It's not just about moving. It's about whether the spirit has moved and you are following. And that will only come when you develop a habit. A habit. It's a habit of obeying God's word. What you read in the Bible, as short as it is, obey it. What you hear him preach, you hear me preach, as easy as it is, just obey it. Because it needs Obedience to God needs a habit. You don't just become a Christian who obeys God. No. You have to obey God habitually. Then you develop the muscles to easily... You see, you can come to a point in your life that it is not easy for you to disobey God. But there are many Christians, it's the opposite. It is very easy to obey, to disobey God. And when we obey God, we think we have scored a goal in World Cup. It's like we, we have done something. No, it's natural. A child must obey the father. It should be natural for us to obey God's commandment. The reason you are still arguing about tithing, the reason you are arguing about if you're a Christian, you don't need to belong to a church. The reason why you are arguing about if you're a Christian, you don't need a pastor. We all have the same father. It's because the spirit of rebellion is stronger in you than the spirit of obedience. You can be a Christian and be a rebellious child of God. Rebellious. Like, you are God's child, but you are rebellious. God cannot even direct you. And God is not committed to us until we are committed to his leadership. God is not committed to lead you until you are committed to follow. And if we can break that barrier, you see, all these gymnastics will just leave your face. You will see that, no, you are following a sure arrow. There are a lot of you, many prophets have chopped your money because you have refused to obey God in your life. Yes, you, you have refused. It's like you want a quick, so you 2,000. Today I was watching one. I was like, huh? So, so people go to such churches. Hey. Is it that they, they, they just put altar and nice backdrop? Is it like they move from bush shrines into backdrop shrines? It's because you and I don't want to follow God and obey his word as simple as it is. See, the devil, the devil will always play with your vulnerability. Over 70% sitting here are broke financially. They are broke. Broke. If I put heaven here, heaven gate here, and I put $5 billion here, listen, don't be shocked. Half of those people will pass here. You, 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 you'll be shocked. They will assume that they saw hell gate. It's not, they will just. So the enemy has 
made a lot of traps for the believer. Because we have not developed the habit of obeying God continually. Continually. It must be a habit. It must be a habit. As easy as it is. Just keep obeying him. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you know about God. Following God is not about encounters. Following God is about love. And love is only generated when you continually and habitually keep obeying God. The more you obey God, the more you see more size of him and the more you want to follow him. There are most of you here, you've been in the church for 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, 10 years, 11 years, 5 years, 9 years. Something made you stay. The more you listen to the sermons, the more it became real, your, your Christianity with God begins to look real to you that ah, all this while, so what was I listening to? Then you get stuck. The same way, if you follow God and you keep obeying him, you will see that the best option in your life is to remain a Christian. May nobody under the sound of my voice, one day when we are looking for you, you say you are not a Christian again. Yeah, there was a lady the same. I, 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 I became so broken. One day she told me that oh, she is not a Christian again. <laughs> she has discovered herself. I said, ah, discovered what? Yourself. She said, I am not this, I am this. I said, oh, yeah, my boy. I was sad. Because if we don't, if you don't develop the habit of obeying God, you will soon have simple doctrines distorted in your ears. It's not that, you see, don't fight to stop drinking. Don't fight to stop fornicating. It won't work. Start obeying God as a Christian. When you read the scripture, obey it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe that you are a Christian. Believe that you are born again. Some of us, we don't believe that we are born again. It's not because you did something bad that disqualifies you to be a Christian. And that is where I'm going and I'll end the, the teaching. As Samuel missed the penalty, but he's still a striker until he retires. He's a striker. Are you here? Until you quit, God has never quitted with your life. The Christian walk is a lifelong walk. But you can be taken away if you don't develop the habit of obeying God. If there is a season that people are backsliding and losing their faith, it is our time. Yes, it's our time. And that is because the challenges are more. And you and I don't want, you see, but if I if I change the service and I start prophesying, you see that you'll be very active. It's like that part of us is more important. We have made the added ones the most important thing in our lives. God says you add, but we should do something. But we are pursuing the additions and leaving what we should do. And listen to me: we if you don't go through that process. 
you will never be happy in Christ. The process of suffering. Because when you follow God's word, sometimes it will take you through paths that you don't want to. There's a scripture, maybe Matthew chapter 4. Let's see whether it's there. Matthew chapter 4 verse 16. Quickly. The people we sat in darkness, they saw great light. So how would they see, how, how will you, how will your light be seen as great if you don't enter into darkness? Every day, I'm the light of the world. I am this, I am that. You have to enter into darkness. Yeah. There must be some doom source in your life. And still, God is there. And still, Christ is in the boat. Even though the storms are up, Jesus is still there. You are in doom source. But Christ is there with you. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. And the people that sit in the regions and the shadow of death, light have sprung up. Look, you have to begin to obey God. As little as it is, just do it. It must be a desire. It must, it must not be a struggle. When your obedience to God becomes a struggle, it means that your fellowship with God is being distorted. It's being distorted. You are struggling to obey God. That shouldn't be it. It's like if you have a child and your child is disobeying you for a long, like continuous. And let me get to that verse. That is where I'm ending. Your child has become a rebellious child. You know that there's a problem. You know that there's a problem. And most of us have become very rebellious to God. But I know God has a big, God is not like a Ghanaian, a Ghanaian parent. I wash my hands off you. No, God. God doesn't do that. God doesn't lose his people just like that. He doesn't wash his hands off us. Because the blood he used to save us is the most prized asset in the world. So, let's go to this verse. Give the Lord a clap of when you have been blessed. First John chapter 3 verses. First John chapter 3 verses. And then we'll read First John chapter 3 verse 8 to 9. Softer versions. NLT. Quickly, quickly. Anyone who continues to sin or to live in him will not sin. Aha. Please look at this scripture well. It's one of the bone of contention in your Christian work. Look at it well and get an understanding forever. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. Can you turn, can you turn that verse in your mind? English people. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. So anyone who continues to sin will not live in him. It's not anyone who sins. <laughs> Follow the teaching. I'm teaching to, I'm, I'm not preaching to, I'm teaching. I want you to be established forever in your work. But anyone who keeps on sinning 
does not know him or understand who he is. So if you are a Christian and you, you are continuing to sin, like you are sinning, 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 like you have become some hard thing, it's two things. Two things. It is either you are not living in him or you don't know who you are. Are you here? There are many struggles you will go through as a child of God. When you read the Bible, you see that Abraham had his own peculiar sin he walked in. But when we talk about Abraham, we talk about the father of many nations or the father of faith. Noah, does it disqualify Noah as a man of God? or as a child of God, or as a vessel that God used. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know, sometimes the enemy comes to speak to you. You do some one or two things, then the enemy will come and tell you, you cry, you are not a Christian. Hypocrite. What are you going to do in church? Then suddenly, you run to the devil as a comforter. When I was rejected here, I've come. If it, Oh, no, no. You don't, you don't need to go anywhere. You know, the other time I was reading the Bible, I saw that Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. And he went to Capernaum. So, Pastor, you know, I was rejected among my own brothers. And when I got to these so-called wicked people, they embraced me. No. As much as God wants us to be holy, when we get dirty, he has what it takes to wash us. And that thing is always activated, the blood of Jesus. Because God wants to keep washing us, washing us, washing us until the glory that is in that earthen vessel is manifested. Yeah. God is not in contract with you. He is in a covenant with you. And a covenant is bigger than a contract. Marriage is not a contract. It's not a give and take. Marriage is a covenant. So when you see people marry for 30 years, 40 years, it is um, years of bearing with each other. Even two years of marriage. Ask them. It's not easy. So marriage is not a contract. Don't think that, eh, you, you hear them. Me, I've been caring for her. I have to, but she's not. What I give her is not what I'm getting. That is not the language of marriage. You have to give and give and give. Keep giving, keep giving, keep giving to the one you love. You will give. And sometimes the feelings is not the love. You can have feelings for a prostitute, but you don't love her. Yeah. The, the place is quiet. Feelings are not love. It comes and goes. You can even see you can see John Mahama and you will feel for him. Yeah, ladies, talk to me. You can see the president and you will feel for him. I mean, yeah, if I get this man, uh, the way I will data him, eh? It's, it's, it's not the love. Our relationship with God is a covenant. Had it not been that, most of us can't enter church today. It's a covenant. 
you have disobeyed him, but he stands at the door waiting for you to come to him again. That is the covenant we have with God. It's a covenant. So it's like you can't have yourself. You are with him. He is with you. He is not going anywhere. It's like your hair on your head. If Baba it, it will come. Baba it, it will come until you get to a point where God becomes your Baba. And when he babbles, he doesn't come again. Give the Lord a good clap offering. First John chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Can you imagine me being a bad man? Stop imagining. Just listen to the message. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. Please look at the scripture. <laughs> when you keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9. Those who have been born into God's family do not make... Read that part very loud. A practice of sinning. <laughs> My time is up. A practice of sinning. How do you know somebody is a, is a hairdresser? How do you know somebody is a footballer? How do you know somebody is a gossip? How do you know somebody is a fornicator? Talk to me. How do you know somebody is a worshiper? So, when you are known in the choir as the Confucianist, it means that you are someone who is always practicing confusion and chaos. practice of sin makes you a child of the devil. I didn't say it. We read the scripture. See, you don't like this one. So you like the other one. And the lift gate is going to open before you and the Lord will write, no, no, this one too is in scripture. That is why most of us are unfruitful Christians. So much prophecies on our head that we lack knowledge in scripture. The practice of sinning. So that is where you see that people will advice is coming, preachings are coming, um, counseling is coming. All of that is to discourage us from practicing sin. So when you do something and your own brothers rebuke you, and then you are pointing fingers at me, you see you are condemning me, you can reject me, but God has accepted you are a bad preacher. A bad preacher. That message does not go anywhere. You should thank your brother. You say, Charlie, thank you for bringing my mind to what we are not supposed to do. And keep watch over me. When you see that, I'm going pull me. But this generation Christian, they will depart from you. See, that guy is a negative guy. He doesn't speak motivate. We should motivate you in your sin. So the, the so-called brotherhood in churches eh, is not like those times. Hey, those times when we meet, eh, 
We are quoting scriptures. So. We are talking about soul winning. We are talking about what to do. What you saw in your prayer. When you were praying. How that soul you chase has come to church. And is serving God. And you are inviting him for the all night. Now when we meet. No prayer. No this. All, all we say are lamentations. This, this, this. I'm tired. I'm tired of life. I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. If I don't travel to Saudi Arabia, I'll kill myself. Right now, that has become the, the, the song, I'll kill myself. Oh, yeah. Baby, I'll be fair, I'll kill my, I want to kill myself. I want to end it. And so high tension, high tension, high tension, kill himself. Is he the only one suffering in the world? You want to kill yourself? Do you know what it means to die in suicide? Most of them, when they were dying, they wish they didn't take the medicine, but they would die. Right, you see that in the middle of you going, you want to you start praying, God, I want to live, I shall not die, but you will die. <laughs> Go through the process, the end of the story will be great. I said the end of your story will be great. You don't know the stories we know. If you hear people's stories and how they came out, you will know that your story is small. Why do you kill yourself? You kill yourself. The last time a pastor friend comes, ah, about three members have come to him that they are tired of life. If he doesn't see them again, it means that he will hear their news that they are dead. What should he do? I said, prepare funeral ceremonies. When they do, you just bury them, life goes on. Life goes on. I, uh, no, are you here? Yeah, we will cry. <laughs> One week, life goes on. But we that we want to see God's glory, we will remain in the grace of the Lord. We will follow the Lord through the valley of the shadow of death. At the end of the day, we will sit on the throne of grace. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May you not lose your faith. May you not lose your strength. May your strength be renewed. May your, the grace of the Lord sustain your life. Give the Lord a good clap offering someone. May the Lord keep you. May you stay alive. May you be hopeful. As you follow God, as you obey Him, may you be hopeful. There are people who have served God for long and they have testimonies of His goodness. Yesterday, one of us who, who happened to migrate from Accra to another region after many years, like two, three years, yesterday in the rally, he just sends me a message and said, Pastor, you remember you prophesied to me? I said, no, I don't remember. He said, you prophesied to me that you saw me studying outside the country. He said, Pastor, as I'm speaking to you, I'm in Canada, and I'm reading my master's. I said, wow. Look, if your time has not come, during the rally, another guy walked to me and said, ah, Prophet, do you remember me? I said, no. Because when we prophesy, we don't remember. So don't think that when they call you and they're prophesying to you, everybody's writing what they're saying about you. 
Sometimes when they are calling you, you don't even want to come. Then you are doing yourself. You can, you can reject the prophecy. We don't mind. Say, what is that? I said, do you remember you came to so and so church? I was there. And you called my wife. You said, my wife was trying to travel. And all that. You said, hey, Afa, Afa, Afa. I said, Sofo. As I'm speaking, this is about less than two months. I said, my wife has gotten a job in the UK and is working. You see, the additions will come. But what you must do to remain strong is to keep obeying God. Hallelujah. Close your eyes and pray to God right now. God. I don't know the challenges you are going through, but pray to God to give you strength. To give you strength to go through. To pay the price. Pray. God help us to hear your word. To read the Bible and just obey. To just obey. Just obey. Help us to obey you. To love to obey you. To read the Bible and understand. And obey. In Jesus name. Amen. Father, I pray for your people. I pray that, Lord, our hearts will be open for your light. May the day star arise in our hearts that we will follow your light. We will obey your word when you got to Simon and Andrew in Matthew 4, 18. You told them they should follow you and you will make them fishers of men. Lord, help us to follow you. Help us to follow you. Help us to live for you. Help us to die for you. Help us to sacrifice for you. Help us to love you. And love our neighbors. And love all men. With the love of Christ. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap offering. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.